wanna get high, man. That stimulates your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? A fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Welcome to the Rogan Kim cast. It's me, Rogan Kim. What's going on, isn't there? There's, there's always a lot going on because, well, we are now connected to an ever-present feed of information that constantly desires your attention, your clicks, and an emotional response. Emotional response. There's so much stuff going on, it's hard to even be like, you know, prioritize. It's hard to... Did I just say it's hard to be like prioritized? That's, um, please don't transcribe what I'm saying. That's why I don't want to caption this. This is a free form podcast. Thank you for listening. It's the Rojan Kim cast. Okay. It's, I don't know what day it is. February 16th. Yes. February 16th, 2019. State of the world, state of emergency has been declared in the United States over the southern border because that's it's a real problem, guys. It's a real problem. I know. I mean, how could you not know? Everybody knows. The entire country is under a state of panic because um, uh, Mexicans, I guess a bunch of Mexicans are coming over. I think, I think that's the, they, I mean, I live in LA, so that's, they, this was Mexico. I mean, really, you know what I mean? Like the, the emergency was really, the Americans came into Mexico and decided to take Mexico. Do you know why that even happened? I'm going to uh, do you know why? Do you know why? I'll tell you why. A little thing called the Mexican-American War. Mexican-American War was precipitated by the annexation of Texas. Texas being a republic uh, at the time declared by a bunch of Americans and I guess I mean it was a bunch of white guys. I mean it was a bunch of white guys. It was a bunch of white guys. A bunch of white guys came in, grabbed a hold of what of, of what is now the state of Texas. Yeehaw, annexed it, declared it taxes. It's ours. And then eventually the Mexican government was like, ah, oh, you guys can't do that. And then America stepped in and was like, yeah, we can. And a war broke out. So let's go right to the point of what the Mexican government had a gripe about beyond the annexation of a place. Why was it annexed in the first place? You see, it was all about slavery. See, the Mexican government didn't want state to have slavery and the texans did and so they were like yeehaw we're the free state of texas where we can have slavery right where that's our right there's a a lot of wars fought over slavery like the right to have it it's kind of silly to say the civil war wasn't about slavery when we've been fighting wars about it ever since even the american war can be couched in terms of the american people the uh, people being the free white male, you know, they saw themselves as liberating themselves for being under the yoke, right, of England. I mean, I mean, just so that they could be free to maintain their yoke over, you know, the enslaved black man, black woman, enslaved population of Native Americans or the ones they killed whatever you know what i'm saying (laughs) this is not i'm not breaking news i mean i guess you know the only time this is breaking news is probably when you're a little kid and you're like what (laughs) because first you're like there used to be pilgrims and shit and everybody was like squanto and pocahontas and it was cool and everything and then what happened i don't know they're all gone 
anyway, that uh, emergency over the wall, uh, that's what's going on. Uh, meanwhile, here's another story. There was a shooting in Aurora, Illinois. Um, a dude who I guess was about to be fired walked into his old place of business, killed six people before dying himself, I think. I believe. Honestly, I'm just kind of like uh, looking at headlines and, you know, um, just giving you broad strokes, guys. But uh, here's the thing. We have this, like, emergency over the southern border, but there's no other emergency, you know, like over the guns or the health care or the any other thing that actually seems to be affecting people. Even the gun thing, I don't think, is affecting everybody per se, but it is like a real – it's a real downer. It's a real bummer when <laughs> there's all these people just shooting each other up. It's, it's kind of a bummer. don't seem to be doing anything. We just kind of go like, huh. Well, there you go. You just look at it and then move on. You know, like a car accident. It's like a car accident. There's nothing. We're not going to get rid of cars, right? We're just going to be like, oh, that's too bad. And then move on. Well, anyway, there's no emergency over that, but there is one over the southern border, which, I don't know. What? Is this really a problem? Are we? Okay. Final thing. State of the world. I'm just, you know, going over just broad strokes. Current events. Amazon. Is about to build HQ2 in New York City in my old neighborhood, Greenpoint. You know, they, they would have brought a bunch of jobs, I guess, you know, maybe. But they were also going to get like a $3 billion subsidy from this from the city you know, for coming. And there was a lot of controversy over them coming over, mostly because Amazon is not known for fair labor practices. You know, it's known for driving mom and shop businesses you know it's there's a whole south park thing going on about it you know people saw the south park and they're like we don't want that to happen to new york that would be crazy why would we want that why do we want that so much negative rah, and so amazon pulled out and then then unleashed a torrent of pulling out jokes amazon pulls out of new york pulling out someone on so pull out game you know pulling out do i have to explain what pulling out is to you i don't have to right you you know do you? Unless you don't do it. Ha <laughs> you dirty, dirty dog. And of course, I'm assuming your gender, and that's a mistake I shouldn't. I mean, I guess you could be a woman and, and pull out as well, which that would be something, huh? That would be, I'd like to meet that woman, the lady who gets right up to the point of having an orgasm and then just pulls, <laughs> pulls it out and just doesn't have it, or uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's up to her. I'm not here to dictate anything. I just, I'm just curious. I just want to know. Um, like in a purely scientific and academic way, you know what I mean? Like I don't need to, it doesn't have to be all like hot and sexual and stuff. You just describe like, what is the thing? Okay. Well, that was weird. Um, so anyway, Amazon has pulled out of New York, <laughs> just like, uh, that freak lady might, you know, pull out something on the verge of orgasm, which is the joke. The joke is that Amazon pulled out as if it was an entity that could orgasm. And then right before the point of orgasm, you know, like stop. And then I guess the assumption is you continue to orgasm, but now all over the, not in a contained place like Greenpoint, but just all over anywhere, all over the States, anywhere. Tennessee is like, come here. There's States all over there. Like, dude, we'll give you money for you to come here and, become i guess some monopolistic um like the only place that hires in the entire state 
paid, I guess, that everybody could just work here and be forced to work with the, uh, the fulfillment center job. And that'll be that. Great. Well, thank you, Amazon. I don't know. I mean, I suppose there are labor laws for a reason. But then I guess, are unions bad? I don't know. Some people are saying unions are bad. Other people are saying that, you know, we need regulations. We need to regulate capital or business because they're always going to act in the interest of profit. They're not going to look out for the guys, the little guys, the little guys out there. There's guys peeing in people, not guys, but workers peeing in bottles because they can't take a break. Okay? Workers, I saw a statistic that said the average person in the United States needs to work two and a half full-time jobs to afford a one-bedroom apartment in a city. So how is that? Yeah, you got to side hustle. You got to do your side hustle, man. Respect the side hustle. It's a, you know, I think the facts are that there isn't a lot of wealth going around. You know, just people are working harder to make do. I don't think it, it's like we're getting wealthier. In fact, if anything, statistically, most of the wealth has concentrated to the top, continue to, ever since the crisis. I mean, it was pretty bad from whatever i think that reagan on right when they cut all those taxes and stuff not to say i know anything about taxes or whatever but i do get the broad strokes of when you know you see the headlines that say that people's wages have stagnated since the 70s or even gone down that this is the first generation that has made less money than the generation before it not only that it's the first generation that fucks less than the generation before that and that's got to tell you something you know it's got to be it's not you can't just blame people for that people are to some extent, motivated by the economic situation, right? The cultural, economic. I mean, there's a lot of things that make people do the things they do, and one of them is having no money. Being saddled with debt, having no money, makes it so it's, you know, maybe you're not fucking so much, having so many kids, buying so many houses, you know? That's why there's this whole thing like, millennials are destroying the economy. They're destroying this, and they're destroying that. Nah, they don't have any way of participating if you gave everybody who's a so-called millennial you know a thousand bucks like this whole universal basic income thing like that andrew yang guy on the joe rogan experience talked about look that up if you want to see what i'm talking about he talked about having a program where you give everybody a thousand dollars a month um i don't know i mean i i am i can't say one way or the other you know, if it work, if it wouldn't work, but I can't understand how that could stimulate the economy, how people would, I would put that money back into the economy. And especially now that weed is legal in California, it would be completely taxable, legal money that I'm putting right back into the economy into, you know what I mean? Like I, I might have in the past put it into the black market, but that, is that, that my fault? That's not my fault. That's the, do you know why? Just regulate, regulate it. You can get the tax money. So in a way, I guess I'm not a complete libertarian. I do believe in some regulation because I want to be able to give my weed money back to the community. Okay? Shouldn't just go all into the pocket, untaxed, into some guy's pocket. Even though he's a hardworking entrepreneur, and I understand. I've been that guy before. I understand all that. I don't want the government taking a bite out of this or that. But I do want it to be part of the system. There is a system. There's a system, guys. There's nothing you can do about it. As much as you don't want to be part of it, like, ah, fight this, is trying to get out of it. You just, you're just part of it. You're an active member of it, right? And But you're not powerless. I think that's one of the things we feel like as part, as cogs in systems, workers in a corporation, voters in a democracy, consumers in an economy. Like We just feel like these little pieces. 
and we feel so special though, but we are special, right? Aren't we? Aren't we special? They, we, they tell us, we're told we're special. I mean, I was told somebody, I mean, not really. I wasn't really, <laughs> but I have inklings. I see how other people are and I feel like that's how you should behave, right? That's the way to be. Americans are ranked number one in self-assessment. Like, um, not necessarily number one in scoring high in the assessment itself. Like they did some experiment on American kids versus international kids. And the first thing they had to do is say, what is the score I'm going to get? And then had them take a test. And the Americans overall were the most confident. You know, they were all like, I'm going to fucking ace this thing, bro. What do you mean? International test. You mean me against some fucking Mexican? Ah, I'm going to kick his ass. Meanwhile, of course, Mexico beat U.S. The U.S. is like 20-something in education all the time, 26th or some shit. You know, it's not... It's not high. I mean, I guess out of 200 or so countries, it's kind of in the top 20%. That's lame. It's lame, right? We should definitely have the resources. It's not like we don't have the dough to have good schools, the information. It's just that um, it's not what we value. It's not what we value. But you know what we do value, and this is what I wanted to talk about, is brand loyalty. I think that's what we got. It's like the last true value we've got in America. It's what we really, people really live and die on these hills. Brand loyalty, bro. Nike versus Adidas or Reebok or whatever the fuck. Yeah, remember McDonald's versus Burger King. Who you got? Whose team are you on? And, you know, and of course, you got your Android versus Apple. Apple versus Android. Android isn't even a brand, right? It's just everything that's not Apple. Right? So you got Apple, which is a brand. You know, it's a closed system. It's got its own system. It's own everything looks, you know, it's all got its white, the patented design. Ah, it's clean. It's good stuff, right? And, of course, it's got iMessage. Right, with its blue text bubble, which I've gone on and on about, I know. You're like, oh, God, not another tirade about the blue text bubble. But yes, yes, it is. Oh, God. Okay, well, so I was at work, and you know, somebody said to me, I get anxious when I get a green text bubble on my iMessage. You know, like I get – and people do say they, have, they get angry. You know, I've said this before. I've heard anger. Ang- anxiety is the first thing I've – first time I've heard anxiety. It was lately. So that's why I'm bringing it up again. Because this is, what I'm seeing is an escalation from anger to anxiety. What I'm seeing is, it's, it's on one hand, it's genius, right? And I was just looking up this thing, and according to, um, it's like the advanced psychology department at USC, you know, they've kind of broken down brand loyalty, right? They've broken it down. Like, what does it mean? So th- for one thing, this is what it tells me. You know, USC, of course, one of the most preeminent, institutions in our fine country you know and they put out all kinds of great um entertainment executives and lawyers and i'm sure marketing executives because their applied psychology division you know has an emphasis on marketing brand loyalty being one of them i saw this infographic that they had on their website you know broke down brand loyalty into like five components sincerity excitement competence sophistication ruggedness these are like the five aspects of what brand loyalty is supposed to like foster right yeah since it's like it's real man and it's fucking it's dope man and like it's like it gets the job done bro and you gotta know about this or else you know you're kind of like you know you don't really know and and it takes a fucking beating i love this shit i had it for years 
right? And it's just like this idea that's the perfect thing, and it, this is what makes me those things. Those things I just said: sincerity, excitement, competence, sophistication, ruggedness. You know, those are like the qualities. Somebody really like ah, oh, you're like a leader, right? Oh God, I love that. Oh, I want to like fucking. Some people think Donald Trump is that. Some people think Hillary. Clinton is that, <laughs> you know, some people think Obama is it. Some people, like, people, they feel a lot of their leaders, right? That's what they ascribed. But, and I saw, like, Apple is considered the number one brand in, in electronics. Most recognizable, you know, loyalty is high. Um, 78% of Apple phone users say they couldn't imagine having a different phone. They couldn't imagine. They can't. It's not a po- They can't. There's only one other option, Android, and they can't imagine it. They can't. <laughs> They can't. Uh, they're trying. They're like in their head. Like just imagine one day you wake up and you get your phone. But it's not an iPhone. It's an Android. I I can't. I can't. I've lost it. Lost the mem. I've lost. I can't. I'm, it, I'm not that creative. I'm sorry. Where's my phone? Oh God. Who texted me? Oh, it's green. Gross. Oh God. Just, ugh, okay. Um. Block. Block. I'm blocking this person. And that's brand loyalty. You know. And it's and the thing about it is that it's. I mean, first off, it is brilliant on the part of the brand because you people are just doing their work for them they don't have to like put out a bunch of commercials where people are basically self-enforcing through social pressure right be like ew we don't talk to him because he's got green text balls <laughs> and then eventually he'll change it and then be like welcome to the team you got the blue type of and it's all like yeah and you feel good and you're like yeah and everybody has that feeling of being a leader in the brand by following everybody else together in the brand now we can all be special together different together remember apple was all like think different remember that was there back in the day when pc was the majority market share Apple is like, think different. But now Apple's the majority market share, you know. But hey, we, now we can all think different together. And that's really what they wanted. They didn't want you to think differently in general, like creatively or critically or any of that. They just wanted you to think differently from the other brand, but just so you could think differently together. So now we're all together. And now that we think differently together, you can't even imagine having a different phone. You can't think differently except in the way we want you to think differently, which is to think about Apple only and not be able to think about anything different. Don't think differently by thinking by thinking differently is what we want you to do. Think different, but don't think different by thinking different. Something like that, you know? Let me try that again. Okay, we want you to think different, but not about a different thing than we want you to think so that we can all think different together. I think that's good. And that, of course, that creates the loyalty that you so create. That creates market share dominance, right? Just killing it. That creates people that are just like, they get nervous. They're, ah, who's this? Who's that? You have an emotional response to a color that's been predetermined by a group of psychologists and marketers, right, to guarantee the maximum amount of loyalty to the brand, product, you know, basically subliminal product placement. You're always just thinking about it all. It's in there. It's a, you know, it basically bypasses your logical center that gets you, gets your dollars, right? It doesn't really want, doesn't really want your love. Anyway, it acts on those things. It doesn't want your love, your loyalty. It doesn't want any of those things, those feelings, but it needs you to have 
those responses in order to connect the feeling to the product and so that your dollars go to them. And that's what, what it comes down to, right? Dollars. So what is the issue with that? I mean, isn't that good? Don't I want people to be like, oh, Roger, and like, I can't imagine. 78% of people who listen to podcasts say they can't imagine listening to another podcast than the Roger Camcast. They can't even imagine. They couldn't li- imagine seeing stand-up other than Roger. I mean, I, would I want that? Why I want just people being like, oh, this guy tried to show me some stand-up from Dave Chappelle, and I was like, oh, oh my God. I got, I got nervous. I got anxious. I couldn't I couldn't look him in the eyes. I just, This is not Roger Kim's stand up and so this is you know so do i want that i guess i don't know uh that sounds almost like a hellish reality like a wish a monkey paw wish or something you know <laughs> like i want to be the most recognized comedian in the world and then everybody's like I don't know. and then i'm like uh i can't take it they don't like me for, it's just the brand i whatever I, what is the brand am i the brand and then I, that's me blowing my brains out and that's what would happen there because I don't know. Maybe I'm just a crazy person, but I don't. I don't. It just doesn't feel hmm, sincere. Is that what it is? Is it? I guess the same components that they uh, outline for brand loyalty. I kind of just want that for myself: sincerity, excitement, competence, sophistication, recognition. I feel like that's what a consumer should be: sincere, you know, excited, competent, sophisticated, ruggedness, and rugged. And it's really, I feel like those last three competence sophistication ruggedness that we should have as consumers in america here's the thing this brand loyalty thing it's great it's great for making money making money is great but us as consumer on the other end we got to be on the top of our game we can't just be giving it up we can't just be giving it up like this so easily what are we like what are we just some some uh i don't know like you know it's like a whore like a two dollar (laughs) whore (laughs) <laughs> and there's no gender there specified. It could be any gender. It could be trans. It could be all genders or no gender. I just mean somebody who just has no integrity, I guess. No integrity. Sells yourself out for nothing, though. Okay, fine. If you're going to sell yourself out, at least put a nice value. Put a value on it. Don't just for nothing. Brand. A lot of this brand loyalty is just like you're just doing their marketing for them for nothing. I get it. You like their stuff, but, and, but to, to have these emotional responses, that's complete brainwashing right that's just like you have to be aware that that's what's happening and then how do you feel about that how do you feel about being manipulated you okay with that if you're okay with that then double down embrace it and be like yeah i know i know i am and i'm gonna do my part to be a soldier in this battle right in this brand battle (laughs) like if you want to go you want to be down be down but don't be just some unwilling participant like a goddamn sheep or lemming or whatever animal you know don't be like uh just a blind follower Fucking, especially if you're a top level consumer, okay? First world country, top level consumer, you should be able to exhibit the competence, sophistication, and ruggedness of someone who knows what's going on, right? Yeah, it's, I think we, we, we gotta up our game here. Like, apparently, Americans are the number one consumers of everything, right? We consume everything at an outrageous rate. Why can't we do it at the top? of our game okay and and look admittedly apple yes it's the best or it was the best or it, it's elevated things and america does consistently create you know the great entertainment great electronics great propaganda <laughs> news propaganda great entertainment great great uh really just seat of your pants like are we all gonna die kind of news you know like we're really good at that but i think 
what we can at least step up on. If we're not going to be fucking number one in education, if we're not going to be the, the most moral people on the planet, okay? If we're not going to be, you know, any of that, but still remain the richest and the most consumptive, then why not be at the top of our game? Why not have a little more respect for ourselves and not just be overtaken by brand loyalty at the snap of a finger by colors? Little colors, what are we fucking... The colors, the really, I'm on the blue team. I like that. Bar, 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 bar. And the thing about that, I guess why it bothers me, and this goes back to psychology. See, because there's a social psychology experiment, I remember, where they took you know, a group of people and they had them look at another group of people. The other group of people were, you know, they're people of different race. Let's say they're, let's just for simplicity's sake, let's just say they were black and white people. And most of the time people would, um, if you asked the observing group, the group that observed the other group, to split that group into two tribes or whatever, two factions. Most people would do it by race. They'd be like, white guys, black guys, white guys, black guys. But if they gave those people shirts, red shirts, blue shirts, most of the people would separate them by shirts, regardless of race. They're like, oh, red team, blue team. So this is, I feel, evidence of something going on in our own psychology that has to do with tribalism that has to, that's exploited by brand loyalty obviously with this blue team green team thing with the text bubbles right blue color associating yourself with color right doing that and that color actually transcends things like race you know transcends the things that we've attempted to separate ourselves by you know uh, we've used our sort of tribal in group out group preference stuff to do all kinds of shit, you know, to justify colonialism, to enslavement, whatever, you know, segregation, like all those things. We used it by, you know, we used it by using skin color, something visible. And then to learn that something like shirt color or text color can circumvent all that, right? Make people feel like it doesn't matter what skin color you have as long as your texts are blue, we're cool. The fact that you can do that means that there's hope for humanity. You know, the fact that we can do that means that we, we don't have to separate ourselves by race. Like, all of that's bullshit. We can separate ourselves by ideas, right? We can do that. And ultimately, maybe we can all fall under the idea that we're all one, right? And it sucks that all that stuff, all the work into figuring that out, like what that is, like what that mechanism is, how that can be utilized, it's all gone toward marketing. It's all gone toward, well, marketing, patriotism. I mean, because ultimately, I guess that's kind of like, you, know, you got your Nazis and fascists and whatever communists, like the people who really rally around the symbols and the flags and stuff like that. So you know you you got some you got some of that there, but we don't have that's it. We got that and buying stuff like we got we got stuff from last century and a bunch of buying stuff like we got nothing going on this century. What are we gonna bring to the table this century when it comes to how to be people? How to be people, how to get along, what the fuck it means. Why do, why do we have this thing? Why do we have this red-blue team? Why is it so... Why are we so prone to symbolism? And why are we so prone to exclusion? Or, you know, or why do we feel so good when we feel like we're included in something by excluding others? Why does that... Why is that? We don't know. We just use it. Is it for good, for bad? No, it's not even. It's just completely amoral. Which I guess in some ways... Is that the best possible world? Is there morality? I'd like to think so. 
I like to think, you know, despite the fact that I do believe we're on, you know, a rock hurling through space, infinite space, perhaps meaningless, in the blink of an eye, you know, all our, all our lives are possibly meaningless, probably, you know, in the sort of grand cosmic scale of things, right? So then ultimately what meaning is there and why not? Fuck it. Fuck it. Why don't you just sell yourself to the highest bidder? Why don't you just fucking fuck it, fuck it, whoever. Stick the dicks in your whatever mouth. Stick them in there. Who cares? Take the money. I don't know. Why is it then that this thing exists, this feeling of integrity? Why? Why is there integrity if there ain't no integrity? That's what I want to know. That's the next song I want to hear coming out from country's greatest hits um country's greatest hits stars i don't know what i'm saying guys okay look thank you for listening to the russian kim cast yeah there's no answer here there's no answer i'm just curious as to you know why why that's why do all our efforts go into things like killing each other and buying stuff yeah is that it is there anything else nothing else helping people Making things nicer, helping, healing, at least. How about the sick? The sick ones. The ones that are all hurt. Children. How about the kids? Fucking kids that are dying from the shootings and the measles and the whatever. You know, all these fucking kids. Huh? What about them? Being uh, the church? Church literally fucking the kids? We don't give a... I don't care. Creating broken adults. We don't give a fuck about those, those broken adults that go out and hurt other adults and kids. None of this. None of the... No... Not even a fraction of the effort that went into making those blue text bubbles for people to feel something about, you know, not even a fraction of the effort that went into that goes into figuring out some of the stuff. Because <laughs> it doesn't make money. How do we make it make money? I don't know. I don't know. You know, if, you, if I find out, maybe I can monetize that. Maybe I can monetize. <laughs> There's only some lucrative way of... Uh, you know, making things better for people. Make a killing off of it. Yeah, it's just uh, unfortunately not. But maybe one day, maybe that's the next revolution to come. Maybe that's what this century, you know, that's what, what it's all about, man. We've come to this whole point, this whole time, of making money off of misery, exploitation, killing, you know, just taking, using the resources, extracting. But it, we're on the cusp of something. We're going to figure it out. Some little Indian kid right now is figuring out how we can monetize altruism or something you know <laughs> maybe is that what now this is or is that as websites are it was like web upworthy or whatever all right um thank you very much for listening please follow me on instagram and twitter at rojan kim find me on youtube at rojan kim I'm putting out clips i'm trying to do shit I'm trying to I'm trying to get out there i don't have any shows on the thing but you know maybe one day you'll see me at a place where somebody will be like, hey, who do you want at a comedy club? And you write down Rogan Kim, like as a goof or for real. I don't know. Any of that would be fine. In any case, please follow me on all those things. And thank you for listening.